The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by UnityVillage.org. Songwriter Karen Drucker returns to Unity Village with A Woman's Time Out Retreat, September 19th to 22nd. Learn more at UnityVillage.org forward slash events calendar. Let's jazz it up. Let's all get together now. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder, plant-based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy-licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music. So let's get talking. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. I am your host, Laura Theodore, and today we have Beth Motley, MD, and she is a lifestyle medicine physician. We're going to learn all about lifestyle medicine, what it is, what it does, how it helps people. I'm so excited we're going to be able to talk with Dr. Motley here today. And meanwhile, I'm thinking of you. I'm so honored that you joined this podcast today, and I am wishing you good health because after all, health is wealth. The only thing in life that really matters is good health. I know that you agree. Well, I'd like to get right to the show, but before I do, later on in the program, we have some fantastic music, a little something from the great... Allie Ryerson, and this is a beautiful tune. It's a Chick Corea tune called Windows. And I have a fantastic, easy, spring-like recipe for you coming up in uh, well, just about 15 minutes now. But let's just get right to it. It is now my great honor to welcome Dr. Beth Motley, who is a dual-boarded family medicine and lifestyle medicine physician. Lifestyle medicine incorporates the use of evidence-based lifestyle therapeutic approaches, including a plant-predominant eating style, regular physical activity, adequate sleep, and stress management in order to prevent, treat, and reverse chronic disease. Dr. Motley is faculty at USC School of Medicine in Greenville, South Carolina, and she serves on several American College of Lifestyle Medicine committees, and she frequently engages in public speaking. And I'd like to welcome her to this program right now. How are you today, Dr. Motley? Oh, I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I am so happy that you are here. I'm so honored that you are here today because, as you know, I am a big fan and follower of your work. And I knew that since I did not know what lifestyle medicine was when I first met you five, six years ago, I realized that there might be a lot of our listeners who also do not know what lifestyle medicine is. So I'm just going to get right to it. Please share just a really brief overview. What is lifestyle medicine? Yes, of course. So I'm a family medicine doctor, 
And my subspecialty is lifestyle medicine. So lifestyle medicine is the medical subspecialty that focuses on using lifestyle interventions to prevent, treat, and manage chronic disease, which is largely lifestyle related. For example, heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, obesity, et cetera, right? When you go to your typical primary care doctor, the discussion is not always about lifestyle. Often the discussion is about medications, which doesn't make a ton of sense because these illnesses are really largely lifestyle related. Um, so we focus on six different pillars of lifestyle medicine. Plant predominant diets is one of them and really is my main focus because I find that to be the biggest area of confusion and the area where people can really make major improvement if they invest the effort to make those changes. So not just plant predominant eating style, but also physical activity, sleep, stress management, don't smoke, don't drink too much, etc. Yeah. Wow, that's stress management. We've done a lot of shows on that, Dr. Motley, in the past three years because so many people have been experiencing more and more stress. And I do love that you really acknowledge that in your treatment of your patients. Just talk a little bit about a few things that can be associated with having high stress. Stress? I mean, stress is really, you know, it's not, it's not intuitive the way stress can cause negative effects in our body, right? We all know we eat junk food, we gain weight. That is really intuitive. But stress is a chronic inflammatory state, right? Think about mm-hmm. ibuprofen. That's an anti-inflammatory. Stress is basically the opposite of ibuprofen. It is a pro-inflammatory. So it can worsen almost every disease state. I've never heard it explained in that way. That makes perfect sense. Now, people might be asking, well, what you know, inspired you to follow this life path? And when I read your bio, I was just so taken by the fact that you grew up as a figure skater. And then I thought to myself, ah, yes, figure skater, that takes a great deal of discipline. And of course, obviously being a physician, especially in these days, takes a lot of discipline. So how did figure skating eventually influence your life path to become a lifestyle medicine physician? Yeah. So I'm actually from Massachusetts and I was a team figure skater growing up and I was always on the scrawny side, which really worked against me because it was the bigger, stronger girls who were always chosen first for the team. So from a young age, I started to wonder, like, what did I have in my power to make myself a better and stronger figure skater? And nutrition seemed to be an obvious one. Um, And there were a lot of girls who were pretty good figure skaters, but they ate terribly. You know, they just basically ate at the the skating rink snack bar all the time. And I just really wondered to myself, like, man, if they just ate well, imagine what they could do. So I became interested in nutrition from a young age. But at that time, that really just meant, you know, reading about whatever's popular in the nutrition world. I didn't really understand nutrition from a medical perspective. And then I went on to medical school and I assumed I would go into sports medicine because that was also pretty up my alley. I wasn't quite sure though, and still just had this great interest in nutrition. And so during my elective time, I just 
you know, I didn't quite know what I wanted to do with it. So I started to pursue some docs around the U.S. who use nutrition as a main part of their clinical practice. And I had just an A-plus education. My first stop was working with John McDougall out at his 10-day program in Santa Rosa, California. And it was just absolutely incredible because up until that time, I had really thought of nutrition from, you know, the athletic perspective and from the idea of just achieving a normal body weight. And to me, that, that was my whole focus. But once I worked with John McDougall and I started to really understand the power of nutrition for chronic disease, there's the obvious stuff, of course, like obesity, but then all these other disease states, for example, gut health and high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Once I started to understand those things or um, other disease states, even like asthma, eczema, inflammatory disease, I, I just began to have a much broader picture of nutrition. It's not just for weight management or maybe athletic performance, but for chronic disease prevention. Um, and once I worked with John McDougall, I was like, okay, like I get it now, really started to get it. Um, and then I started working with some other docs that he had recommended. I visited the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine did a nutrition and advocacy uh, internship with them, visited Ron Weiss in Long Valley, New Jersey. He's a physician farmer, stopped by at Caldwell Esselstyn's Heart Disease Reversal Program, got to attend that one. The more I learned, the more curious I became and just really started delving into this area. I finished my residency in 2017 in Greenville, South Carolina, and that was the first year that the lifestyle medicine subspecialty board exam became available. So I really hmm. jumped right in and, you know, just went running from there. It's fantastic. It really is because so many people, I think the people that listen to this program in particular, are saying, I go to the doctor and they're like talking about drugs and, and then I say, well, you know, what place does nutrition take in all this? Or you ask them about your vegan diet and they don't know. So it's so wonderful to be able to communicate with someone who, of course, is fully versed in treating with the medications, which, of course, medications are important in many treatments, but also making certain that the diet, and particularly in this case, the plant-based diet, is on target to help with the healing in that disease, which brings me to my next question. On your website, the American College of Lifestyle Medicine recommends a plant-based diet as the best approach for preventing, treating, and even reversing some of our most common chronic disease. And you've been talking about that. So I agree, obviously. But, you know, a lot of people find it very, very challenging to start moving toward a plant-based diet. They're saying, what do I do? What do I eat? How do I replace the meals and the foods that I'm serving my family with a plant-forward diet? So what are your top tips to make the transition easier? Yes, of course. I did want to just emphasize one thing you said. Yes, you are correct. Lifestyle medicine is often used in conjunction with conventional medicine. So I always tell patients I'm not anti-medicine. I'm, I'm pro-lifestyle. That really should be the focus area. So I did want to just add to that point. So yes, I work with patients all day long who are anywhere along the plant-based spectrum. Some have fully made the change and just want a doctor who's supportive. Others have medical problems that they just want help overcoming and need guidance. So I think right off the bat, when you tell people, 
you know, oh, you know, I think we need to follow a more plant-based eating style. They have this picture in their head that they're just going to be eating like this sad salad of lettuce and tomato for the rest of their life. And that's, that's really not it, right? So first thing we have to emphasize is it is not a vegetable-based diet. Yes, we will be eating vegetables, but also fruits and starches and beans, right? It is not a starvation-based, low-calorie eating style. So one of the things I find most motivating is if patients can just educate themselves. And that's, of course, um, not an easy task, but I try to point people towards resources that will help them depending on what their disease state is. So diabetes would be my favorite subject. Um, I have a, a short YouTube on diabetes that I'll refer patients to just to really explain the concept of how a more plant-based eating style is going to reverse that underlying insulin resistance. Um, and then I'll either recommend Neil Barnard's program for reversing diabetes, which is a nice, simple introductory book, um, or the Mastering Diabetes program. Um, so that's just an example for diabetes. But, you know, if someone has heart disease, I might refer them to Caldwell Esselstyn's book or um, gut health problems, refer them to uh, the fiber-fueled book, so I think information and knowledge can be very motivating, right? If I just tell a patient what to do but don't explain why, I just don't think they'll necessarily embrace it. So that, that's the number one is, you know, ed, educate yourself on your disease state and educate yourself about plant-based diets. Uh, another favorite introductory book would be How Not to Die by Michael Greger. All those doctors have been kind enough to be on this program before, and we have talked about those things, and I uh, agree with it completely. And I just want to interject here. Of course, that's what brought me to what I do, because people get to those books, and they get to reading them, and there, there are a certain amount of recipes in all of the books you describe. They're all wonderful recipes, but they want to expand that, and they want to be able to perhaps make gluten-free versions, or they want to make oil-free versions, or perhaps they're not just following an oil-free diet, and they want some different options for making their food a little bit tastier. So that's what brought my great passion towards developing yeah. recipes that are really going to back up all of the things that you're talking about today. Because once you read and once you're there, what do you do? And I think you're going to talk exactly. about that just a little bit more right now. Oh, yes. Oh, I sure will. Yes. So you are, of course, a foodie. I am not. I call myself a functional eater. I'm kind of the boring, like, eat right out of the can of beans or microwave a sweet potato type, you know, functional, simple. Um, but yes, that, that is very true. We need to actually make our plant-based food delicious. So growing up, my mom was a terrible cook. Mm. She made something that my dad called BCIP, which stands for baked chicken in pan, right? Just totally boring, bland chicken, just put in the oven and totally dry, terrible. So if that's how you treat your plants, you know, plant-based eating is going to be bland, right? But if you can season your food and, you know, slave over it all day long, the same way people do when they're marinating their meat, etc., you can make plant-based eating delicious. Um, people also have this idea with plant-based eating, you know, I, I mentioned a plant-based diet. The first thing they think of is all the foods they're going to miss. I really don't like that mindset. It's a very negative mindset. I think a better way to think about it is by thinking of 
all of the new foods that we are now going to include, right? So rather than focusing on removing foods from our diet, start focusing on adding more, you know, wholesome plant-based foods to our diet so we will naturally crowd out some of those less healthful foods. People also, I think, need to be aware of what kind of person they are. Are you someone who does cannonballs or are you a wade in the water person? I'm definitely a cannonball person. I I like to rip my band-aids off. So for me, I just prefer the all or none approach because that works for me, you know, just like getting up in the morning. uh, If you go to private school, you wear a school uniform, you know, you don't even have to think about it. For me, I wake up, I eat oatmeal, I don't even think about it. Um, But for other people, you know, all or nothing is not going to work for them. They're the weight and the water types. For them, I think by starting to just incorporate more plant-based recipes or maybe just challenge themselves to make lunch every day, a plant-based meal, that can get them moving towards plant-based. Because I think the closer we can get to 95% plus plant-based, the better we will do. I agree 100%, and that's the mission of, of what we do here. Well, I love this. We are speaking today with the incredible Beth Motley, MD. You can learn more about Dr. Motley after this program today at BethMotleyMD.com. That's BethMotleyMD.com. And do go there because it's a great website and she has a lot to say. As a matter of fact, I'd like to close this interview with the fact that I agree with the statement that's on your website that says the greatest wealth is health. And in these challenging times, boy, that statement is incredibly true. So in closing, please sum up the importance of thinking about putting our health first. Of course. Well, good health is more valuable than any material wealth or possession. So without our good health, we just cannot enjoy the things that money can buy. When we're in good health, we have the energy and the vitality to pursue our goals and our dreams and enjoy time with family and friends. And that's really what life is all about. So that, I think, is also just a major motivator to people who have chronic disease. You know, if they just feel crummy all day long and they're fatigued all day long, they're just ready for a change. And plant-based diets, people have this idea at the beginning that it's going to be so difficult, but once they jump in and they start to see those health benefits, it just becomes self-reinforcing and they would never go back. So just cannot recommend it any more highly. It's just been amazing for me as a physician to be able to integrate this into my practice. I really feel like I'm doing what I set out to do when I came into medical school. I'm really helping to get people better. You are. You are an incredible, amazing person. And you know, I'm a big fan of your work. And I'm so pleased today that a lot of other people are going to learn about that too. So I can't thank you enough, Dr. Motley, for taking time out of your very, very busy schedule to be with us today. I'm wishing you and your family the best of health. And I hope we get a chance to do this again sometime. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm flattered that you're a fan of me because I think it goes in reverse as well. Thank you so much. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. 
This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Well, that was the amazing Beth Motley, MD. That's Dr. Beth Motley, and you can learn more about her at BethMotleyMD.com. That's BethMotleyMD.com. Well, in jazzy news this week, of course, you can watch our program each and every Sunday and Monday on the Create Network. We're in season eight there right now, and you can watch season 10 all across the country. Just check your local listings, and I hope you will tune in if we're playing on a television near you. And if you want to learn more about us, you can go to jazzyvegetarian.com. That's jazzyvegetarian.com, where we have over 500 recipes. We have all of my cookbooks. We have some specials going on with the cookbooks right now. We can get cookbook combos, and I'm going to sign them all for you. They make great gifts, and of course, they make a wonderful cookbook to have for fresh recipes for spring and summer, because we're all getting ready to get back outside and eat a little lunch and dinner and supper outside and just have some nice time eating some healthy vegan food over the next, well, always, I guess. And that brings me right to my recipe of the week. Vegan and delicious, my recipe of the week. Well, this truly is vegan, easy, and delicious. It's my fresh raspberry salad with greens and sunflower seeds. This is a really delicious twist for my summer and springtime version of my go-to green salad. I like to serve some version of this festive salad whenever I have company over, but this is one that's great to make when fresh raspberries are in season. You can also make this with strawberries. I've done that before as well. It's really, really good. Sweet, fresh raspberries combined beautifully with the tangy balsamic dressing. And you do want to make sure to add the dressing right before you serve it so the berries stay nice and firm and the greens are nice and crisp. And you're going to find this recipe at jazzyvegetarian.com under Season 10 Recipes, Episode 1006. That's Episode 1006. And this makes four servings. Of course, if you want to serve this for a main dish salad, it's going to make about two servings. And we're going to start off with the dressing. It's two tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, one tablespoon of maple syrup, one tablespoon of balsamic vinegar, a half of a tablespoon of Dijon mustard, and salt and pepper to taste. All you need to do is put all those salad dressing ingredients into a small bowl and briskly whisk to emulsify. Then the salad is super, super easy. Just about six to eight cups well-packed of mixed baby spring greens. Of course, you can use romaine lettuce with this or your favorite greens mixture. Whatever you like is fantastic with this salad. Then 24 fresh ripe raspberries and about four tablespoons of roasted sunflower seeds. I like to use the salted sunflower seeds with this. You could use raw sunflower seeds if you like, of course. You're going to divide the greens among four salad plates 
Top each salad with eight raspberries and one tablespoon of sunflower seeds. And you're going to refrigerate it until serving. If you want to make this part ahead of time, you certainly can. And when you're ready to serve it, top each salad with about one tablespoon of the dressing and add a little bit of salt and pepper to taste and serve it. Well, you want to serve it right away. Now, you may be asking... How do I make this oil-free? Well, in order to do that, you want to omit the extra virgin olive oil and add an extra tablespoon of the maple syrup and an extra tablespoon of the balsamic vinegar. So the way that would go would be two tablespoons of maple syrup, two tablespoons of balsamic vinegar, and a half a tablespoon of the Dijon mustard. Of course, you're just going to fix it and taste it and kind of make it to your own taste by adding or subtracting. You can also add a little bit of water to the dressing if it seems a little thick for you. So that's a great jazzy tip. And this recipe is from my newest cookbook, Jazzy Vegetarian Lively Vegan Cuisine. That's easy and delicious, the 10th anniversary edition. You can learn more about this wonderful book and get a signed copy at, of course, jazzyvegetarian.com. Fabulous music today. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous from the amazing flautist Allie Ryerson. And this is from her Portraits in Silver CD. It's a tune called Windows. It was composed by Chick Corea. And on this track, there's Dennis Irwin on bass, Danny Gottlieb on drums, and Kenny Warner on piano. It's the Allie Ryerson Quartet. And here it is, Allie Ryerson and Windows.
that track. I'm such a big fan of Allie Ryerson, and uh, I hope you are too. Well, it's been such an honor and a pleasure being here with you again today. I always look forward to being with you here each and every Wednesday at Mind Body Spirit FM. And I hope you'll listen to the podcast each and every week. Spread the word, share it on social media, let others know about the podcast. So until next time, be happy, be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore. AKA the Jazzy Vegetarian. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator psychic medium and motivational speaker. I know that feeling and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.